0: In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So beautiful to have the Mother of God looking out on us now. It's so wonderful to see that more spacious in the heavens, the ladder to heaven, It just speaks to us. It's so beautiful. It's the glory of the iconography of the church. It really sets apart uh, this place as a uh, piece of heaven. So we go to heaven when we come to church. Today, uh, the title of the homily is God's Blessings and Our Response. We hear and see in the gospel text, God's love and power, has compassion on the widow, tells her do not weep. And then says to the young man, arise, and he arises and returns to his mother. And we see this great, reunion of mother and son. So the beauty of God's love and power for us, we see that and are grateful for that. The epistle tells us we are temples of the holy and living God, which is a very powerful and important thing just to contemplate. We're a temple of God. All our thoughts, all the things in life that we think about, a temple of the living God. God lives in you. If we took a breath like that every morning, it would really change our day. God lives in me. And then we hear our response from St. Paul, let us cleanse then ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit and make holiness perfect in the fear of God. So let us first look at the gratitude we have for God's love for us and that he lives in us and moves among us. You know, at Great Compline, we hear these words during Lent, God is with us. Understand, all you nations, submit yourselves, for God is with us. It relates to this very beautiful passage in Isaiah. What God is with us? For unto you a child is born, unto us a sign is given. The government will be on his shoulders. His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The Z of the Lord of hosts will perform this. This is the God that is with us this God that became man in the Virgin Mary and is for us wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. And of his government there will be no end. That's the God that is with us, beloved. You know, we say uh, as we prepare for Holy Communion, Christ is in our midst. If we just thought a minute you know sometimes that's a social interaction right oh it's meant to be a statement that god is present here with you with us if only our eyes could be open and we could see that god is with us christ is in our midst and we hear in these old testament texts i will be a father to you A father, and every time I think of a father, I think of the story of the prodigal son. How when we return to him, as we kind of float around in our day, in our life, and come back to him, he comes to us, he rushes to us, gets on his knees, kisses us on the neck, gives us sandals so that we can walk uprightly, puts a ring on our finger, so we're again united to our inheritance. He puts a robe of righteousness on us and he kills the fatted calf so we can take communion. I will be a father to you, he says. Then he says, you shall be sons and daughters. This, beloved, is our true identity. We are sons and daughters of God. The world is trying to rob us of this by telling us that, no, your primary goal is to be, uh, have identity in politics, have identity in moral issues, have identity in sexuality, have identity in your occupation, identity in your a- athletic endeavors, whatever it might be. The devil is trying to move us away from being declaring ourselves as sons and daughters of God. You know, the words from, uh, from St. John in Revelation, Um, he says this, this is the great warning against this effort that the world is making to pull us away from being sons and daughters of God primarily. He says, come out of her, this is St. John, the Lord really, my people, lest you share in their sins and lest you receive their plagues. This is a war, and you know the war, you feel the war, you understand the war. What's the remedy? You say, I'm a son and daughter of God. I love my Lord and God. I obey his commandments. I love him. I love my neighbor. I live according to his precepts. That's the remedy to all, these, to all this noise that comes at us. Who are you? I'm a son and daughter of God. I love him. I love my neighbor and I follow his commandments. That's first and primary for us. Don't let the world rob that from you. Don't let the world take any of that away. You are first a son and daughter of God. So uh, it's such an important piece, I think, for us to kind of hold on to and and understand the importance of it being um, solidly placed in our hearts and minds in these days especially. So, thanks be to God that we are, he's he's our father to us, he's with us, he dwells in us, and that we are his sons and daughters. So our effort, what's our effort? Our effort is to cleanse our our souls and bodies and make holiness perfect in the fear of God. These are the words from St. Paul. You know, the Lord's prayer is very clear to us. We begin it, our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name. You know, God God has no trouble keeping his name holy. You realize that? You're not asking him to keep it holy. What you're asking is, Lord, help me keep your name holy. This is really a, a, uh, a prayer yourself. Lord, hallowed be thy name. Lord, help me keep your name holy. Cleanse me from the defilement of flesh and spirit that's around me all the time. So when you say that petition, pause a bit and understand that it's it's your holiness that's focused there. Saint Anthony, Saint Anthony, Father Anthony Cluniers, he may be, I don't know. Uh, Father Anthony was early on in our development. Actually, spoke to us about 25 years ago. A really beautiful man. One of his uh, efforts was to take the teachings of the ascetic fathers and make them kind of simpler, a little bit more understandable. And one of his lines, my wife shared this with me, Matthew Nickner says, God loves us as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way. (laughs) Isn't that great? God loves us as we are, but he loves us too much to leave us that way. So there's an effort we all are to make. It's a very powerful thing to think that way. He loves you just like you are right now, but He loves you too much to leave you that way. So He's always has to make an effort to, to strive to move forward in our life. Um, so we understand that's a great battle for us, and it, it, it will take a sustained effort. Every day we must make an effort in this in this life, to conquer the vices and to establish the virtues in our life. But we do have a great physician and a great leader in Christ himself. And he gives us remedies. And I just want to take a couple of, use a couple of things from Unseen Warfare and from St. Paisios to encourage us. And how do we engage this battle? First and foremost, I think it's important that we establish a Christian pattern of life which means you need a prayer rule, a fasting rule, and an almsgiving rule. And how do you get that? Just make it up. No. Submit it. You need a guide. You need a guide here. My whole life changed when I took those three things and submitted them to my spiritual father and he told me what to do. And I've tried to stay true to that. So I'm not, I'm not, well, I'm too tired today. Oh, it's a long week, so I'll skip this week. Oh, I'm really hungry, so I'm going to just have a hamburger, not a piece of fish. Okay. <laughs> no, you have a rule, and I'm encouraging you to make sure you have one and make sure it's blessed. It's a critical piece in our life. It changed everything for me. Because then I felt like it was under, in a sense, under some obedience, some authority over me that helped me. Not the kind of Lord that over me, but to help me fulfill these rules. And my spiritual father says, you follow these, this pattern and it will change your life. And he was absolutely right. So I'm encouraging you to make sure you have a pattern. Your prayers, your fast, your almsgiving, how is that set? And if you can, beloved, and I encourage you to get that blessed. And then to have a rhythm of of repentance and confession. I know we all know we don't confess enough. We should confess more. I agree with, I would uh, put myself in that category. I want to share some thoughts from St. Paisios on confession. Because it really helped me. He says the three things about confession that are important. One, when you come to confession, you have a deep sense of your sinfulness. We don't come casually announcing our sin. We come seriously before God, proclaiming to him, announcing to him, my faults, my sins. But secondly, he says, and importantly, we must have an intense feeling of God's consolation and hope in his mercy. You don't come forlorn. You come in expectation of God consoling you and God forgiving you. You know, sometimes we come, oh, what? you know, get over that. You're coming to be forgiven, to be consoled by God. Come with hope. Let your heart and, and soul be lifted above the stuff you're confessing. God wants you to get rid of that stuff. Not hold on to it. So my encouragement is is to see that. And then he says this, and this really was surprising to me. You should always come to confession with a lack of anxiety. Why? Because God's going to meet you there. And God's going to forgive you. Why are you anxious? (laughs) Beautiful. Hope and consolation in God's mercy and no anxiety. So you leave confession free. Freedom from the sin you've confessed. So encouraging to you. Um, Another thing uh, from Unseen Warfare, and I'll use a little St. Paisios here too. In our struggle to flee the vices and, and impart the virtues in our life, we need to flee the territory of hostile thoughts. You ever come into the territory of hostile thoughts? Does that place exist for you? The territory of hostile thoughts? Saint Paisio says this. He says you you have two options. You can be a fly or a bee. He says a fly flies to all the things that are dirty and nasty and lands on those things. Or you can be a bee. And fly to those things that are sweet and sugary and lift your soul. You know, we tend, he, his, one of his great tenets is to flee the negative thoughts and always flee the positive ones. So let me just give you an example of this. Um, and I'll, 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 It's a confession because I failed at this. And you probably failed at this as well. So I'm driving on the highway and I'm trying to get into a lane, and somebody's coming right behind me and honks his horn like, and you know, you're all feeling it right now anyway, so. <laughs> and I'm just going, I said, don't go there, don't do anything, don't do anything, don't do anything. So I got on my horn behind him, and I honked. And I, I, I was a fly. I was the fly, I just fell on all that dirt, and sucked it in, and it disturbed me for a long time, I think the rest of the day, that, that moment, I didn't flee the territory of hostile thoughts, I stepped in as a fly on a piece of dirt. And so I said, what could you have done? I said, you know, maybe, and this is St. Paisios really, he says, you could have said to yourself, Maybe this person just heard that one of his relatives just got in a very serious car crash. He's rushing to the hospital to see them. But a very different experience for me there. I would have found a little piece of honey and said, you know, I'm gonna excuse this. Maybe he needs maybe he needs me to pray for him. Maybe God did this so that I would pray for him. Not get upset. So you have an option here. You have a place to go. Are you a fly or a bee? Fly on those little things that disturb you and upset you? Or fly, find something in the garden that's sweet. And there's stuff in your garden that's sweet all the time. There's ways to do this. So I pray that we all will be bees, not flies. And finally, one other thing that I think is helpful to me. um, When things seem impossible or I'm exhausted. Have you ever been in places where things seem impossible or you've been exhausted? Here's the uh, encouragement from the saints. First, stand firm knowing that God is with you. But then this word, this has always helped me. Then step back, collect your thoughts, realize your need from God, and then turn to him. You know, so many times we stay kind of in the fight, in the the impossible circumstance, in the struggle. And the saints say, at times when it's impossible or exhausting, step back, you're too close to the forest to see the trees. You need to take a break for just a moment at least. Lord, what should I do here? Rather than kind of chase, and the trouble with this is that if, when things seem impossible or you're exhausted, we're tending to depend only on ourselves for the solution. God says, no. Step back, realize, the, collect your thoughts, think about this, then turn to me, and then act. So I think it's really important, and I've used this so many times, that when you're in those circumstances, impossibility, exhaustion, step back. You don't need to act right away. Better to step back and act in a holy way than step into it and find yourself in more trouble. So these things, beloved, I hope they're helpful to you. They've always been helpful to me. So in conclusion... Let us first be thankful that God loves us, that he is a father to us, and that we are his sons and daughters. And let us continue to petition him to help us act as good sons and daughters, cleansing ourselves from every defilement of body and spirit, making holiness perfect in the fear of God. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.